0: Hey, Jess, hey, cat. <laughs> so Chipper. Hi. Hi.
1: Is it the colder
0: weather that's making you it happy? It
1: is. I, I feel like we talked girl. about hot weather forever. Literally, Florida is a hot weather state of abyss. I don't know. <laughs> I just—it's like, an
0: endless hot mess, <laughs> literally.
1: Literally, and the past two days, I've literally woken up and had the door open. It's been so nice so and breezy, nice. and I'm literally wearing a sweater. Crazy. I'll say literally one more time. Literally, I'm so happy. Literally. <laughs> I love all the seasons, but, I mean, the seasons are just different
0: here. It's true. Especially because yeah. you're from Chicago, like, I'm sure it's so different.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but luckily I'll be able to have a, a little bit of a taste true of sure yeah because yeah. yeah i'm going up there this weekend for a wedding so shall be fun shall be fun shall be fun
0: yeah yeah we've got a little heat break here i think it's like yeah it's like 70 out it's nice not that's, too shabby that's nice
1: yeah
0: very yeah. nice it's a very pregnant girl it is really was over the heat anyway so
1: yeah it's like officially fall now that we've gotten a little cold front so right like i lit the fall candle <laughs> the really, fall i did candle. the whole thing The whole put on
0: halloween town like not yet that's after this <laughs> okay 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 that's fair that's fair i think okay. i made zach watch it with me on just on
1: october 1st but... my favorite <laughs> is actually yeah my favorite is actually uh practical magic so okay
0: yeah. Okay, Practical Magic. Is is that like a a once a year you watch it, or like the whole time in October you watch
1: it? That's like a once a year type of thing, but like if it's on the TV after I watch it already, I'll watch it again. Like if you see it on TV? Yeah. Gotcha.
0: It's great. Anyways, so today...
1: So today... I told, Kat, I, I told Kat we have to record during while it's like still kinda light out because I am doing not one but two spookies. Because Wait, the first That was one, not the news I got. Hold I on. Know. <laughs> oh god. I know. Okay. But the reason is because they're both very short. I see. Okay. So like the first one I was gonna go all in and like I did go all in, but it was much shorter than I thought it was going to be. So I was like, I need to do something else to, like, zhuzh zh- up. So <laughs> I'm doing two spookies from the state of New York, specifically New York City. Okay. So Okay.
0: Well, if there was a time, maybe the time is now. <laughs> you did not tell me it was two spookies. Okay, I I'm did down. not. I'm down. I, I did not here comes an episode of more cat freaking out constantly it's fine no, it's <laughs>
1: fine it's fine <sighs> okay, okay get as ready as you can be
0: <laughs> okay done i guess all right let's go <laughs>
1: So the first one I'm going to discuss with you today (laughs) is, (laughs) it's called The House of Death. Well, shit. (laughs) All right. And what's more fitting for spooky season than talking about The House of Death? I cannot think
0: of anything, Jess. Thank you so much for this privilege. You are very welcome.
1: (laughs) The House of Death is located on 14 West 10th Street, say that 10 times fast, in Greenwich Village, New York City. Um, If walking by, you would have no idea about the crazy history that lies within its brownstone walls. Since it was built in 1856, 1856, there have been many tenants, a few of them famous. Okay, odd. Okay the first to move in was the widow and children of james borman johnston who was the founder of the metropolitan underground railroad and the broadway underground railroad oh that's neat okay yeah and i couldn't find anything detailing any accounts of anything bad that happened while they lived there so i'm gonna move on to the next person they were just Just like a neat fact yeah gotcha So, the next person to move in was a famous cyclist from the 1890s. His name was Fred H. Andrew. And this is when the first incident of bad luck occurred surrounding the house. So, Uh,
0: another series of unfortunate events.
1: Yes. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, according to the August 9th, 1897 issue of the New York Times... Andrew was out for a a bike ride when he lost control and hit an 8-year-old boy. Oh. In the crash, the boy broke his leg, and Andrew was arrested because he hit the boy and broke his leg. But it was an accident? I guess. I guess. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, he said he
1: lost control of his bike while he was riding it, so I don't know what happened.
0: I see. That is interesting terminology. Yes. When we put our spooky shoes on, that indicates something rather spooky.
1: Yes. <laughs> I see. I, I see. don't know if he was just like blasted drunk and didn't want to admit it, but regardless. Okay. <laughs> I l- see. He lost control of his bike and ran into a boy and broke his leg. And then he was arrested. So, yeah. Okay. Not a good huh. a good thing that happened right in 1900 out moves andrew and in moves mark twain what the fuck
0: <laughs> that was okay
1: unexpected but okay i'm here for it yes wild so mark twain's actual name was Samu- samuel clemens and though he only lived in the house for about 12 months he had his fair share of experiences and bad luck. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Okay. So due to his profession as an author, he battled depression and bankruptcy. Um, one thing to note is that Mark Twain was a known skeptic, meaning that he didn't believe in ghosts or paranormal or anything like that. Okay. But he ended up writing about an odd experience that he had in the home. He said he witnessed a large piece of firewood move in the air by itself. What? Yeah. And, like, I don't know if it was hovering, like, and moving around the floor, but um, he pulled out his gun and shot at it because he thought it was a rat. He shot at it, and then when he went to go check it out, there was, like, blood droplets by it, but there was, like, nothing there. Okay, I don't know (laughs) what to think of the whole incident. That's really weird. Yeah. So there is blood. There is blood, but there was no rat found dead or alive. That's weird. Right. Again, maybe I'll play his, you know, skeptic, whatever, but yeah, that's wild. It's it's very strange. Um, so, like I said, Twain was only in the house for about a year. Um, he ended up moving to Connecticut. And after he moved out, the building moved around to various people and even got turned into apartments in the 1930s.
0: Oh, so it's like a large house.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a brownstone, a so it's like, I think... I think it's, like, four or five floors.
0: Oh. Okay. I didn't know that that's what that meant. Yeah. A brownstone. I literally, like... when you said that, I thought you literally meant, it. like, the bricks were brown. No <laughs> big deal. Okay, I see. I thought we were
1: talking about the color of the house. Uh, I mean, yes. The bricks are You're brown, like, I but... am, <laughs> but. Okay, don't mind me. Though he moved out and ended up dying in Connecticut connecticut twain still haunts that building to this day he is known to be seen going up and down the stairs of the house people hear him marching in vacant parts of the home and in 1937 after the building had already been repurposed into apartments a woman and her young daughter were approached by twain's ghost he came up to them saying quote my name is clemens and i has a problem here i gotta settle in the world <laughs> yeah that's also odd that he like goes back to that house yeah because he didn't die there right yeah like what beef do you have with this house i don't know maybe because he was like that was maybe he just remembers that being a year where he was like really struggling financially to like put out more books and like he blames living there yeah. or i mean there's for... no telling yeah, yeah. really I don't know. Wild, dude. But moments later, after he appeared to them, he disappeared in the air. So. Okay,
0: okay. So that is spooky. Yep. That is spooky. In
1: 1957, famous actress, psychic, and writer Jan Bryant Bartell moved into an apartment on the top floor with her husband. Immediately, she noticed odd things happening.
0: Yeah, as a psychic, I would imagine you're in tune with those things just a little
1: bit more than the average Joe. (laughs) She said that a, quote, monstrous moving shadow would follow her around the house. One time she saw a man standing in the hall, and when she reached out to touch it, she felt her fingers freeze at the tips. And then she got like a whiff of something very sweet-smelling. That's just an odd
0: encounter, I feel like. Yeah. Like, huh,
1: okay, okay. She and her family also noted that there were a few occasions where rotting food that they had not even purchased would suddenly appear at the table.
0: That's super weird. Yeah. Because this is, like, their part of the house, like, their apartment. Yes. Not a shared table. Yes. Just like that's like some food showing up on my table like.
1: Yeah. Weird. But not just food. Okay. Rotting food. Yeah. Weird. Her pets would also become super aggressive for no apparent reason.
0: Hmm. My dog does that but it's just because he's dumb. (laughs) That's weird too, because you know, dogs are supposed to be able to like sense sense, things like that.
1: Yeah, most animals can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. So, after all this, Bartell hired a paranormal investigator to come out and kind of, you know, do some investigating. What an
0: odd job. Slash mediating. As
1: soon as you said that, I was like, huh? I think it was more of like a medium type situation. Where they can talk to the dead and communicate with them, so... um, Mm, That's terrifying. Love that. Love that. The investigator found that there were 22 spirits in the house of death. Don't love that. Not at all. Also not gonna love this next part. Um, Jan, during this whole seance thing, was possessed during the investigation... From the spirit of Rene Mallison, who was a 19-year-old born in 1848, excuse me. Nope, don't like that. She blamed President Lincoln for killing her husband by making him fight in the Civil War.
0: Okay, which, you know, maybe I've never thought about this, but maybe that's a regular thought from women of the time.
1: Yeah. But, um... What? (laughs) And then when the medium demanded that she leave the house, Jan, obviously possessed by the spirit, screamed, Never. I will never leave here. This is my home.
0: Oh. Okay. That's aggressive.
1: Yeah. Other spirits... Ew! I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Other spirits in the home include Mark Twain dressed in a white suit, a woman in a white dress, which I feel like is very common, right? Um, a young girl and a gray cat. Hold on, the ghost of a cat? Yeah.
0: Okay, like Salem type of shit. What? I, Hat? <laughs> I don't know. Like Salem from. Sabrina too much. (laughs) A hundred percent where my mind went. I have to be happy. I love it. What? Yeah. A cat. Yeah. I, huh. I don't know. I, when I, okay. Yeah. I have, I have no words. I don't even know what I'm feeling or (laughs) wanting to say. That's just, um, not what I was expecting.
1: Yeah. Um, so Jan Bartel decided after this whole experience to write all of her experiences down and after she died her family members like kind of put everything together in a book. Oh. And the book is titled Spindrift Spray from a Psychic Sea. Okay. Yeah. That's um it's
0: a majestic title.
1: And Bartell ended up dying by mysterious circumstances. Um, before she passed, she suffered many depressive episodes and there were rumors of suicide attempts.
0: Hmm. But this obviously wasn't a suicide attempt.
1: We don't know. Mysterious circumstances. I was that's saying all it was mysterious. Mysterious. Yeah. um Um. Fifteen years after her death, and this is going to be sad, and I'm really sorry, on November 2nd, 1987, around 6.40 a.m., police were called to the Greenwich Apartments, aka the House of Death. Inside, they found a naked six-year-old girl laying and unresponsive on the kitchen floor. Oh, A little boy named Mitchell was found tied to a playpen and soaked in his own urine. What? Hedda Nussbaum, the woman who called 911, was covered with bruises and had many broken bones. This sounds like a horror film. Yeah. In the apartment, investigators also found marijuana, cocaine, hash, over 20 crack pipes, and $25,000 in cash.
0: Okay, more like a drug house.
1: Yeah. It turns out the children were illegally adopted by the couple who lived there. And I'll talk about the man in the next section.
0: Damn, illegally adopted. Yep. Damn.
1: Yep. So the six-year-old girl, her name was Lisa. Um, She was unable to be revived on the way to the hospital. Her cause of death was repeated blunt force trauma to the skull. Hedda and her boyfriend, who is a notable lawyer named Joel Steinberg, were arrested and charged with first-degree murder. It's said that after a cocaine binge, Joel violently abused Linda and Hedda. Hedda avoided a charge in exchange for her testimony against Joel. The jury found him guilty of manslaughter in the second degree, and he was sent to jail. Good. Only for 16 years. (laughs) For killing! Oh my gosh. Yep. In 2004, he was paroled, and he currently lives in an apartment in Harlem and works in construction.
0: Good for him. Too bad the little girl would never get to do anything because she died because you killed her. Exactly.
1: But that's like another like string of crazy shit that happens at this place.
0: I wouldn't even call that a series of unfortunate events. I would just call it what the fuck keeps going on here.
1: Yeah. Like, Like what is on this land? Right. So since the murder, residents say that the building has been quiet. Gross. So the building is still an apartment complex today. So it's not like a tour touristy. I mean, you could walk outside it. I'm sure people do, but it's not like a tour Ew. attraction. So people is, still live there? Yeah. Ew. Yeah, which is why I think like there's not much on it right now. Like if it ever were to become like a, like a museum, like a haunted museum type of thing. Mm-hmm um then i'm sure more would come out but yeah that's the house weird. of death weird super weird
0: it's weird that those buildings just like stay you know like real estate you know. in that area is just so uh, historic like early
1: 1800s it's insane yeah
0: yeah that's nuts and probably not a drop of work has gone into it <laughs> since the
1: 1900s, you know? Probably like, not. Probably damn. not. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Speaking of history, oh, no. this is transitioning to my next spooky in okay. New York City. Okay. You may have heard of it, Washington Square Park. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's... not in a spooky tone. Okay. So, I didn't know this history about Washington Square Park, but I am going to educate everybody here. Uh, Okay. Okay. So, in the early 1800s, before Washington Square Park is what it's known as today, it was a public cemetery for the city's impoverished residents. When... Yellow fever devastated New York City. Grave diggers were forced to dig shallow graves. So it was like layering graves on top of people and doing like multiple like people in one grave. Like mass graves. What is it Okay,
0: kind of yeah. like war and soldiers. and Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, but it's like it was supposed to be a graveyard for like. All people that were either really sick and had no identification or, like, super poor and had no identification. Like, no one knew who these people were. So there's a tree that still stands in the the northwest corner that is named the Hangman's Elm. Oh. And though executions rarely occurred in the park, the only confirmed case I could find was of Rose Butler, who is a 19-year-old enslaved woman who was convicted of arson. Dang! She's like, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) It was reported that she tried to burn down her master's house while the family was sleeping, but no one was hurt, and there was only damage to a few stairs in the kitchen. Regardless, she was hung in the middle of the park, where the fountain is now. What? Yeah.
0: What? Okay, and that just got real. Like, I've only been to New York once, but I was there.
1: Yeah. I've never been Ooh. to the city, so. Oh. I'll have to check it out. But her body was also buried in the park. Oh. Yeah. So, this next bullet, it's unconfirmed, but it's a fun little tidbit. It's rumored that Marquis de Lafayette. The Revolutionary War commander hung 20 horseback robbers from the tree, the hangman's elm's branches. Locals claim to see his ghost dressed in 18th century clothes, watching the tree as if he's watching his victims swing from the elm.
0: That's fucking wild! Isn't
1: (laughs) that crazy?
0: Yes. That's just... I would have never known, and I'd like took a tour.
1: Like we did a whole tour thing. Weird. Yeah. Creepy. And I only have three more bullets, but it said that as many as one hundred twenty five thousand individuals may have been buried beneath the park, and up to twenty thousand still might be buried. What? Wild.
0: No, that's insane. Like, in one of the most well known places, and probably in America, but like, we'll just go short and say New York. But like,
1: yeah. what? Right. Like, I, I, had, no I idea. had no idea. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. It's got so, a creepy, twisted past. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The cemetery was closed in 1825, and the park opened nine years after the death of Rose Butler. And people continue to see figures walking the park and feel cold spots, even on hot summer days.
0: That makes fucking sense. When there was over 100,000 people potentially buried there. Yeah, dude.
1: Bad juju. What? That is so wild. Isn't that crazy? Yes. It's just wild that they turned it into a park. Like, Right. It was a cemetery. And like a gallows. Like people not
0: yeah not like a normal (laughs) cemetery like a mass grave
1: yeah what yeah so weird but i have never heard anybody any podcast cover either of these so i was like i i should just do it i thought it'd be fun
0: that is wild yeah that's gonna like i don't want to go conspiracy theory but like why why does nobody know about that that's insane isn't that crazy like it's on their history
1: it's on literally the washington square park like website oh so it's not a secret well yeah
0: it's just not well known it's not well known damn very cool find thank you So bizarre. I know.
1: I hope I'm more intrigued than I am spooked, even though it's also weird. Right. I mean, they both were super interesting. I thought I'd bring a little history. Yeah. Who knew that Mark Twain lived right at that place in New York?
0: No, those were good Halloween ones because I'm gonna be able to sleep tonight. But also, huh? Yeah. Intrigued. I'm I'm
1: intrigued. Hold on to your pants, like spooky.
0: Yeah. These were like, you know, like uh, like ankle kind of spooky socks, as opposed to like knee high spooky socks. Yeah,
1: instead of a, like feety
0: pajamas, right? <laughs> like the fucking doll. I'll never get over that
1: one. No, but. that one was that one was literally the worst.
0: I'll never get over it.
1: Anyway, very cool. Yeah. So if you guys have any any other cool like historic topics that you want us to cover send us an email email us at stayinsidepod at gmail.com follow us on instagram you can dm us as well there um at stay inside podcast or follow us on twitter at stay inside pod stay inside pod yeah history's wild surely there's a bunch of stuff we could get into with that i love history so i'm
0: yeah
1: here for it very cool. I like to awesome. share the knowledge.
0: <laughs> I f- I feel I feel
1: informed. You learned do.
0: something new today. I did. Yep. So many new things.
1: Exactly. Thank okay. You. Thanks, Jess. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. We'll see you next oh, time. bye. Okay, bye.